Today, we're watching Star Trek, The Next Generation. When Worf's long-lost brother reveals that their dead father has been convicted of treason, Worf must defend his family's honor. But as the trial drags on, Picard discovers that there may be more to this trial than meets the eye. From March 17th, 1990, it's Season 3, Episode 17, Sins of the Father, or Chadis. Be crazy. <laughs> I'm Cam. That's Dan. And it's St. Patrick's Day in Yes, it is. <laughs> happy O'Brien's Day, Daniel. Ah, <laughs> oh, happy O'Brien's Day, Cameron. That's why he wasn't around. It was. He was busy. I was going to say, my second note on this one is, who is that <laughs> woman? That's not O'Brien. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we are now neck deep in the Klingon Empire. You actually get to see the High Council Chambers, Dan. How do you feel about that? I did. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Council Chambers just seemed like the same set they used for that weird pain ritual thing, but it, uh, I, I did like the exterior shots of yeah. like the home world with their, their Asian influenced architecture was very cool. I liked, I liked the design of their city quite a bit. It was very imposing and totalitarian, it almost had like a brutalist feel to it. I liked it. It absolutely had a brutalist feel to it. Ugh, that's why I love you because mm-hmm. you know, architecture. I do love Ugh, my brutalism. What a time. What a time to be alive when brutalism was happening. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Living under a Soviet Ugh. occupation. <laughs> they just built such beautiful nuclear power plants. What can I say? Sure, they'll melt down yeah. and destroy half the countryside, but that's fine. I'm kind of kicking myself for not doing a Candyman joke about this episode. but <laughs> Every time. That's okay, though. I liked it. I thought it was fantastic. We've just been killing it these last couple episodes in a row, and I'm not going to lie. I love this one as well. Kill, killing it. Snaps. Snaps. Oh, yeah. This, uh, this is a fun one. We get a lot of... It's, it's, it's a lot of canon. It is a lot of canon. It's a lot of, it's a lot of cultural canon. I feel like oh. it was a 21-gun salute worth of canon. It was. It was. And all of these people will come back. And all of these names will come back. Oh, good, because I memorized them. Did you? <laughs> no. Ah. <laughs> uh, also, I'm not about fat shaming, but this is my favorite Star Trek fat shaming joke. It's a pretty good fat joke. Like it's <laughs> part of me. Part of me was like, "Man, that hasn't aged well." You wouldn't just say that to somebody now. Just be like, "Hey, you're fat." Like that's just not only in poor taste but not you know not an accurate assessment of a person and you know you get called a sizist for that now but it is still kind of funny (laughs) yeah well and i mean you know on the bright side she was saying it to him Mm -hmm. yeah so it's wait ooh, feminism versus everybody is beautiful fight (laughs) (laughs) right right well enough talking here's the thing 
on Stardate 43685.2, as part of the Federation Klingon Officer Exchange Program, Commander Kern, played by Tony Todd, has requested to be placed aboard the Enterprise as First Officer. As expected, his typical Klingon-styled command aggravates the crew, especially Wesley and Geordi. But for some reason, he is overly kind to Worf, which pisses him the fuck off. Worf confronts Kern alone, where Curtin reveals that he is Worf's secret younger brother. When the rest of Worf's family left for Kittimer, he was left with Lork, a friend of their father, Moch. Kern was raised as Lork's son, unaware until recently that he had a relationship with Worf. Kern tells Worf that Moch is being charged posthumously as a traitor by Duras, the son of Moch's rival in the Kittimer massacre, which will mar the Moch family name for seven generations. Worf requests an urgent leave of absence to defend his father's honor. Captain Picard believes that Worf's actions as a Starfleet officer in his father's defense will be significant to the interests of the Federation and directs the Enterprise to the Klingon homeworld so they may monitor the events. En route, Kern, Kern volunteers as Worf's Chadish, a second to stand with Worf during the challenge. Worf agrees, but warns Kern not to reveal his true bloodline. At the High Council, Duras reveals evidence of Moch sending Kittimer defense codes to the Romulans. Worf challenges this, but is told privately by the aging Kim Peck, played by Charles Cooper, the Klingon High Chancellor, to drop the challenge and return to the Federation. Worf discusses this curious request with Picard, who also finds it strange, and orders his crew to examine the evidence. Meanwhile, Duras has ambushed Kern, aware of his Moch bloodline, and attempts to get him to betray Worf. Kern refuses and is seriously wounded. But Dr. Crusher works her magic and is able to save his life. Because he was gravely injured, Worf asks Captain Picard to be his chadish. Ugh. And he accepts. The Enterprise crew finds evidence that the Kittimer logs have been modified and soon discover one more survivor of the massacre. Worf's nurse, Kalest. Picard is able to convince her to come to the council chambers and not necessarily say what she knows, but to just be there to scare people. Picard brings Kalis to court and with the bluff starts a heated dispute that is sure to end in needless bloodshed. Infuriated, Kimpek calls Worf Picard Duras and Kalest into his private quarters and reveals the truth. The council is well aware that Duras's father was the Kittimer traitor. But exposure of this, given Duras's high political position and capital, would certainly lead to an unwanted civil war in the already trouble-stricken empire. The council only accepts Duras's charge of treason against Moch, believing Worf would not challenge this, since he was in the Federation. To prevent further upheaval, Kimpek imparts that the council will condemn Worf and Kern, but Picard refuses to let this blatant injustice stand, thus creating a situation that could end the Klingon Federation alliance. Worf, seeing what restoring his family's honor may cost, steps in and says he understands what he needs to do, and that the only course of action is for him to accept discommendation, tantamount to admitting his father's guilt. In exchange, the knowledge of the proceedings, including Kern's true-bloodedness as a traitor, will be undisclosed. Back in the council, all the assembled Klingons, including the reluctant Kern, ceremoniously turn their back to Worf in his disgrace, and he and Picard silently leave the hall. And so ends Sins of the Father. Ugh, Daniel. Mm-hmm. It, it's got everything. Political intrigue, moral quandary. Fancy daggers. <laughs> Fancy daggers. A peek inside places we've never seen, which is my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Worf trying to do the right thing and having to do the opposite. Ah, oh, do the right thing would have been a great title for this. 
<laughs> You're doing great, pal. Uh-huh. But since this is another one of my favorite episodes in a row, and I have seen it a lot, I would love to hear what you loved about this. Um, Tony Todd. Right? Right? <laughs> right. Immediately. So good. I was like, <gasps> I knew I shouldn't have said Kern five times in the mirror. <laughs> 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 oh, that's good shit. Uh, but love a secret family member. Love a family member, period. I'm looking forward to meeting Worf's adoptive parents at some point. And we will. We better. Uh, additionally, I found I found him like test being Kern being like a dick on the Enterprise and like goading Worf to test how Klingon he is to be like does he care about Klingon cultural norms does he truly identify with his heritage to be a very weird test but I I enjoyed it like I could tell he was trying to goad him and I was like does this guy have a crush on him is he trying to bait him into into fighting him and I'm like (laughs) oh no of course they have to be brothers it was still 1990 network television you can't have can't have gay Klingons. No. Um, so many dicks to manage, Dan. I just, I mean, what do you do with four? I can barely keep up with three. I <laughs> Same. <laughs> I found this a really efficient episode for exploring a character's backstory, another alien culture, like with some actual depth this time. Right. And still growing the relationship between core cast members. Yes. Like it it checks a lot of boxes. It does a really good job with a lot of things. I think it's very quotable. It is. It had some nice emotional weight with the Picard and Worf uh but their two their meetings and Picard just being in the field for once was really cool. And being a badass. Like just so casually badass. It's like, ugh, that's what I want to be when I grow up, is that. Patrick Stewart? Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but just to be able to say things like you may test these skills yeah. at your convenience. Yep. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, continue. I really liked the setup, the whole idea for the story. It moved well. I think the thing I enjoyed most was seeing that an honor-bound society bows to political pressure above all else. Yep. Like, any, any notion of honor is really just a means of controlling your citizenry. Oh, it's absolutely. It's not an actual... I mean, it, it, it's a code that matters only so much as a person decides that it matters. A hundred percent. Like most moral platitudes. And it reminded me of hyper-patriotism as well. That's like really really important until it gets in the way of the political machine and then and then sacrifices must be made they must they must Although they must th- that was not the klingon emperor that was the high counselor i mean that is basically the emperor yeah the high chancellor is is basically the okay emperor. because because wharf said you know he swore allegiance to the emperor specifically so i was wondering if, the empire now there was some line about the emperor or he was loyal to the emperor. I remember because I had subtitles on. Um, huh. There's something. Um, yeah. Well, basically, and it might not have been, I mean, this is still fairly early on, but basically there are 24 houses that have, that sit on the council and they elect a chancellor. 
And later on, we actually get to see that process happen. Hmm. Because Kim Peck dies of a heart attack. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) A heart attack. Well, he was fat. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's a heart attack, but he does die. Um, And so they have to elect a new chancellor. But yeah, there is not... There is not an emperor. Even though it is an empire, it's ruled by the 24 houses and the chancellor in the council. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think maybe that was an oversight, a mistake, not quite canon yet. Who knows? Who knows? But no, it's, uh, it's got a lot of great nerdy details Ugh. that really let us into the culture a lot better. Uh, a, a wonderful performance by Tony Todd. Indeed. Exceptional. And really great uh, Worf X Picard stuff that I really enjoyed. So, yeah, it had, it had a lot. What about you, Cameron? What did you love about this episode? I, I mean, this is the first time we get to see the Klingon homeworld. Konos. I love it so much. I love all the performances by all of the Klingons. Um, I think Duras is so skeezy. And he's not, a, he's not even my favorite Duras. We get to see... We get, there's more. There are more in this family. And we get to see them all. And we get to know them all. And I, I adore them. They're so deliciously evil. Um, I love I love Kimpek. I love I love the idea of this story that, you know, they were just going to shift the blame to someone who doesn't really matter and doesn't they thought didn't care and you know, just kind of brush it under the rug and it failed. And I love it all so much. And I love Picard being a badass. I love I love Kern's interactions with the crew. I love the dinner scene and Picard's private step caviar stash. I love <laughs> I love so much about this episode. So good. Actually, I really do love Wesley talking to Riker and saying, I just can't do anything right. Because we've all been there. We know, Wes. We know. <laughs> I mean, he's... Oh, oh, for the Klingon. Yeah, no, yeah. no, yeah. He's he's rough. <laughs> the command is the worst. And Riker being kind of, you know, just set aside. I just, I, yeah, I adore this episode. I love Worf's ceremonial robes. I love that they rip off his chain. Yeah, what's the chain called? I don't actually know. I've <gasps> never bothered to look. Hmm. I just know that making one is a bitch. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a chain mail setup deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I could gush on and on and on about this episode. It's It hits all the right spots for me. It's just... Really well executed, beautifully written, and beautifully acted. And so much canon! Oh, God, it makes my nipples hard. <laughs> but it wasn't all nipple-hardening canon, was it, Daniel? <laughs> no, no, Cameron, it was not. Number one, started in the very first scene and continued until the final scene. Kern's costuming is so tight, you could hear the leather squeaking through the entire episode. You sure can. (laughs) You can hear him and him alone. There are other Klingons walking around in similar garb, but for some reason, he squeaks through the whole thing, and it was driving me nuts. I was like, okay, listen, Daddy, (laughs) there's a time and a place, but clearly that is too tight. 
I'm surprised no Klingon's been like, uh, that's a little snug. Not great for combat. <laughs> Kern, I can see your I can see your assets. <laughs> I can see your bulges. <laughs> <laughs> then it's working. <laughs> Uh yeah, it was that was not great. It also this took a minute to get going because it was like, isn't it funny to have another Klingon on the ship? Look, he's doing Klingon things. He's so mean. <laughs> oh, he's gonna make a comment about the roast turkey. Who could have anything bad to say about roast turkey? How crazy! Look, he rubbed the caviar on top. This guy's nuts. <laughs> like we spent, we spent a good. Almost a third of the episode with that shtick before it was like, oh, by the way, I'm your brother and you need to come with me right away. I'm like, just have him show up. We don't need the officer exchange pretense. I know he was like wanting to observe his brother and see if he was Klingon enough to care. But that whole element of it could have been a lot quicker turnaround. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) That just that part drug a hundred on. And I was like, I've. I've seen this when Riker had to eat their, you know, their stuff, and uh, Gah. I don't, I just, I just don't need it again, <laughs> you know. Just didn't. It, it got me so agitated. It got me going full Shatner. It's just, it's not necessary. <laughs> oh my! Well, that's never a good. I thing. was like, speed it up. We have to go. Come on. <laughs> um, so that that really irritated me. Also, for as as fun and enjoyable a ride as it is. This is a lot of just people explaining things. Yeah. It's not a lot of not a lot happens, not even like direct character choices, not even action. It's just a lot of oh by the way, <laughs> your father and mother were traitors. Oh and by the way, we found a transmission. Oh and by the way, your nurse is alive. Oh and by the way, it's really the guy who was being a big jerk to you the whole time. It's like, color me shocked. <laughs> the one who was an <laughs> asshole is really the one to blame. Yeah. It it falls into some tropiness there that's like, it's fine. It's not, it's not a big detractor because we did get to see and experience so much Klingon culture. It kind of gives you enough razzmatazz where you're like, ah, I can ignore all of this, all of this junk. But I also, one thing that I really, really hated was how the nanny, the nurse, was like, I'm dead. I'm dead, Picard. I'm already dead. I've been dead for years. And then she just comes back and goes, I see you just got into a little scuffle on the street. I'll come with you now. I'm like, (laughs) what? I yeah, her whole involvement was a fun addition that gave like the crew something to research. It's like <laughs> you could tell Jonathan Frakes was like, "Am I going to be off screen this whole episode?" No, no. There's 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 a research moment where uh you and and Data can and Brett Spiner's like, "God damn it! I thought I would get one episode without having to go into the makeup." <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Maria Certes is hanging out in the corner smoking, being like, welcome to the club, boys. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, 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 could, I could tell that the writers were like, right, there's a whole other cast. We have to do something with them. Uh, which... And I actually thought that part was pretty seamless. That's, that's TV. And they, they, they made them matter. Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. It's just... 
there's definitely some moments of like spinning their wheels where I, I felt like the whole courtroom element could have taken one more turn aside from aside from surprise witness and we could have cut out a lot of the like heart <laughs> Klingons just crazy <laughs> so there's lots of lots of little things like that where I'm like you know it's not it's me being picky it's me being a TV guy it's me watching a lot not just a lot of Star Trek but just a lot of TV and just being like okay well I get it we've got an hour to fill <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. There are a lot of tropes in this. And I, because of the implications of this episode and because of what it establishes, they just, they don't bother me like they bother you. And I hope that in the future, after you see the rest of this series and the rest of, and Deep Space Nine and Voyager, that you will, Voyager, Voyager, that you will, um, when you come back to this episode, you will see it similarly to how I see it. So what you're telling me is it's only going to take me another, oh, I don't know, 400 episodes of television to appreciate this? Yep. Yeah. I don't want my TV to have homework. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you fucking lie to me. Yes, you do. (laughs) You make your TV have homework. No, I add homework to my TV. I definitely do that. I do that to myself, but I shouldn't have to. It should be required. It should be encouraged or see additional, not required reading. Well, and it's not required reading. It just it does make you appreciate it more. It deepens it. It's like yes, having context for Song of Solomon by reading the rest of the Bible. Because let me tell you, it ain't all just erotic poetry songs. That's what I thought it was for a long time. Turns out God gets real mad and kills people. <laughs> He's kind of a not chill bro. Here I thought he was just like, yeah, let's let's talk about, you know, her hair being like a flock of goats. <laughs> no, God's I'm, kind of a dick. At least Jewish God is. He's an angry God, Daniel. He's an angry God. <laughs> the God of Abraham and all fathers hunting for the remote. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. It's right fucking here. It goes in the same spot. Just put it back where you got it from. God. Fuck. (laughs) Is that new? Or did you steal that bit? Because that's real good. That should be a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. That's a, I guess, I guess that's new. I don't know. It's just, you know, this trauma of childhood. Same. Was there anything that really bothered you about this episode? I mean, the leather. It irritated me every single time so bad <laughs> also his makeup's a little rough yeah duras's makeup was also a little rough yeah. it was the original tortoise shell and i mean eventually they make it they make them more subtle and the other members of his family have a similar similar tortoise shell shape which is cool but like yeah it's just it's not the best <laughs> oh god quick We've got a Klingon episode coming up, everybody. Quick, reuse some of the ones from the movies, even though they don't look like that anymore. Just glue some foreheads on some fucking faces. We gotta go. Just cut to a a, a PA in the in the hair and makeup department, just cutting up egg cartons, just trying to like <laughs> fold them. In. They've just got const- brown construction paper and glue, and they're just sweating. <laughs> Oh Appar- god, oh god, oh god. <laughs> Apparently this is Star Trek makeup guy. 
It's just going to tell people to make it work. It's Tim Gunn. It's Tim Gunn. (laughs) Make it work. Designers, make it work. I also forgot to say that this is the first time that Picard speaks Klingon, and I'm into it. So off the cuff, so casual. It's like Shakespeare. (laughs) With a better accent than his French. (laughs) I mean, you're right. (laughs) You are a fool. And your challenge can only result in a fool's death. It is a good day to die, Duras. And the day is not over yet. Is that the first time we get to hear it is a good day to die? It is. So much canon. (laughs) Right? One of the aims of the exchange program, Commander, is for us all to learn tolerance. As for my crew, it may be healthy to shake up the status quo occasionally. The commander certainly appears to have the crew on its toes, sir. And then some. No offense, sir. None taken. I never kill anyone at the supper table, Mr. LaForge. Side note, I I hate the word supper. I hate it. Supper? Yep. Supper does just feel weird. Who says supper? Lots of people, unfortunately. Really? I'm a dinner person. This is not your world, human. You do not command here. I am not here to command. Then you must be ready to fight. Something Starfleet does not teach you. You may test that assumption at your convenience. Uh, So good. I'm going to start saying that to people. And I'm probably going to get punched in the face, but that's okay. (laughs) There you go. I would like to make one suggestion, sir. A suggestion? When I served aboard the Pa, the hardest part for me was recognizing and adapting to the demands of the crew. They needed an iron hand. I imagine it must be very difficult for you to work with a crew like that is so different. I'd be happy to guide you in that regard. It would be helpful. No, Commander, it wouldn't. This is not a Klingon ship, No, Commander, it is not. If it were a Klingon ship, I would have killed you for offering your suggestion. Sidebar, they gave Deanna nothing to do this entire episode except for laugh at dinner over the idea of Riker being murdered. Yep. (laughs) Which just delighted me and was... (laughs) I was like, why is she the only one who finds that funny? That's amazing. (laughs) He should be killed. I say that almost every day. Someone should fucking kill this guy. I like this guy. These good people. I told you to just leave her at 10 forward. (laughs) Apparently the captain's mess is also the observation lounge. Who knew? Well, there you go. I was just thinking that they're the same layout on opposite sides of the ship. Yeah, no, that's not the case. I have the blueprints, remember, Dan? Okay. (laughs) Wow. Did you get them tattooed on your stomach there, prison break? Jesus. No, there's not enough room on my stomach. Okay. Okay. That would be like a a lifetime commitment of an entire body of tattoos. Hmm. There are 42 decks, Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) The two sons of Mach together. Will restore the family honor. No, for the proceedings you will not reveal your true father. I must. You will not. Because it would mean my death as well if you fail. A Klingon's honor means more to him than his life. 
Perhaps your human values have clouded your judgment. I insist. On this ship, you are my commander, and I obey. In council chambers, you are my chadish. You do not insist. You obey. So great. So great. I speak now as the captain of the USS Enterprise and Lieutenant Worf's commanding officer. You will not execute a member of my crew, nor will I turn his brother over to you. This is not the Federation, Picard. If you deny an order of the High Council, the alliance with the Federation could fall to dust. The alliance with the Federation is not based on lies, Kempak. Protect your secrets if you must. But you will not sacrifice these men. Why is he doing this? I was prepared to die. Worf wanted you to live. The name of your father must someday be cleared. He needs you alive, with your honor intact. But to do this... There will be another day, Commander. Do not forget what he does here today. Do not let your children forget. You are the son of a traitor! Now I am ready. (laughs) So, your blood is not so thin after all. I am a Klingon. If you doubt it, a demonstration can be arranged. That is the response of a Klingon. The response I would expect from... My older brother. Dun, dun, dun. God, we miss you, Pulaski. It is good to see you again. You're still fat, (laughs) Kempak. So, you asked to serve aboard the Enterprise to watch me. It was an excellent opportunity to see what kind of Klingon you were. Or if you were Klingon at all. Your deception offends me, brother. But it was required. To satisfy your curiosity. No, much more. You are the eldest son. The challenge is yours to make. Challenge? The Klingon High Council has judged our father a traitor to the Empire. The family of a Klingon warrior is responsible for his actions, and he is responsible for theirs. If I fail in my challenge, I will be executed. Will you grant my leave, Captain? I scrolled too far. Sorry, one second. That's fine. Gives me a break. Whew. Whew. Klingon episodes. Whew. There you go. No. If I understand correctly, a Starfleet officer, a respected member of my crew, could be accused of a capital crime. Your actions in this matter will reflect on this ship and on the Federation. Therefore, it seems only appropriate that your captain should be at your side while you make your challenge. I'm sure you would do no less for me. Mm. Ugh. Love it. You admit the truth. And yet expect him to accept punishment. What does this say of an empire who holds honor so dear? The empire will not be destroyed for one family's honor. It is too dangerous. You must not go alone. Hey, I'm your Chadith. <laughs> so casually badass. I know, right? Hey. Hey. I'm your Chadith. <laughs> I love you. What? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Commander, I've never bottomed for two. <laughs> wow. It was a wise choice to hide your family name. Do not err now by embracing it again, for you only embrace death. We shall see. Worf has made a choice, and he will die for it. But you can still be safe. Let him stand alone. 
He is my brother. I will not betray him. Then you will die for him. Do it. <laughs> Do it. We should have let him die. Now that Duras knows his bloodlines, we will both be executed. You sound like you've already lost, Worf. I cannot help. I am dead. A long time dead. Two seconds later. <laughs> I'll help. <laughs> that was a remarkable narrator, SpongeBob narrator voice. Thank you, <laughs> Bikini Bottom. <laughs> One does not patronize a Klingon warrior. You must also, brother. He makes him turn around, which was the least dramatic ending ever. Like, they didn't really explain, like, he's being excommunicated very well as far as the cultural implications. It's just like, and now it ends with everyone turning their back. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm like, they do the Wakanda forever and then turn around. <laughs> yeah. Any others on here you want to do? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I'm good, too. Mostly because I don't know if my voice, how much more Klingon my voice can take. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes, Cameron. Daniel. Cameron, Cameron, Cameron. How many incessantly squeaking Klingon leather daddy outfits would you give this episode? <laughs> Um, I'm going to give it 4.25 excessively squeaky Klingon leather daddy outfits. 4.25? Yeah. Is it perfect? No. Not by any means. Was it enjoyable? Absolutely. Does it have huge canonical implications? Yes. Yes, it does. Well, assuming they don't kill him off, it'd be great to bring Worf's brother back for uh, Star Trek Picard. But then again, I don't know anything about Star Trek Picard because I have to watch all of this shit first. <laughs> You're right. You do. And because I'm angry, I'm going to give this uh 3.75. I mean, that's pretty standard for us. I'm just furious. Why are you just furious that I'm not letting you partake in popular culture while it's happening? No, uh, because the next one we have to talk about is Allegiance. And, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair well yeah spoiler alert <laughs> <laughs> well we have loved it hated it quoted it and rated it and that just leaves one last thing for us to do and that's for me to wish you all to not just have a great week but to make it so hey you know what what Dan keep on tracking hey you know what hey, uh, yeah. you know what hey you know what I would just really like you guys to keep on tracking if that's not too much to ask. I'm slowly realizing that my excited apologetic voice is just Shatner, that I'm just, I just am Captain Kirk. And I'm okay with it. I mean, that's <laughs> fine. Yeah. Pouring my way through the galaxy. Ha I'll ha. Just... <laughs> Ooh, ah, e. I'll have ah. to get you a... <laughs> I'll have to get you one of them suits. <laughs> what I need, I need the green, I need the green shirt. I know you do. I really, that's what I need is like a custom made version of the green shirt with the low sling. That, private time, Kirk. <laughs> that's where Kirky can make boom boom. <laughs> well, send me your measurements, hot stuff. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> Maybe well let me let me drop a few more LBs and then I will. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
few more LPs. God, I hate you so much. <laughs> Cookie no make boom boom. Um, been a while since he brought that one up. What does does the Argyle sweater vest not do it for you anymore? Is that have you moved past your daddy fetish? <laughs> Oh, no, no, I definitely have a daddy fetish, but it's more of a leather daddy than an academic daddy. <laughs> I guess I'm an academic daddy. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Love your elbow patches, daddy. <laughs> I don't have any elbow patches. I don't, I don't agree with them. They are my... Really? Why is that? I, they piss me off. I don't know why. I is just... it the sign of the intelligentsia? <laughs> it's, they're just... <sighs> It's one of those why things. Elbow patches. It's like, why mm. did you go to the extra trouble of sewing these on here? They don't do anything. They don't complement the look. Oh, they don't. They're to, you know, people used to blow out the elbows on their jackets. Well, I know, but like, that, that is no there. longer the case. You don't know. Yes, they Maybe do. they're professing real hard, <laughs> you know, you get chalk elbow and just. <laughs> anyway, it's like your uh, belt and shoes thing are my elbow patches. I would see mine's a rule. Yours is just. Yours just isn't a th- Yours isn't a rule anymore, Daniel. Cameron. People can do whatever they want. Shut the fuck <laughs> up and read the quotes. <laughs> a secret weapon production. Do 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 the world's better with you in it. <laughs>